Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro. I'm your scaredy cat host, Antoinette, and I love a good ghost story. In the second episode of our third season, fondly called Third Eye Not Blind, we're talking to Mela. Mela is a music enthusiast working for a development bank. Welcome to the show, Mela. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me here. Thanks for joining. So getting right to it, what started your interest in stuff like this? I guess it started uh, when I was a kid. I always used to um, have these weird experiences that I couldn't really explain, like uh, feeling certain sensations that others don't. And I used to think that I was just having really lucid dreams, but they weren't dreams after all, I guess. And then from there, I... You know, when you're growing up and then people just dismiss it as like um, a, fi- yeah, a figment of your imagination. So I slowly started to believe them that it's nothing. So when you believe that it's nothing, it, you start to like not really notice anything weird. It becomes normal to you. So you don't really think that anything strange is going on. But it was actually uh, a, a few years back, like four years ago, when I actually met a legitimately clairvoyant person. She was doing random readings for friends. Like she was telling like their futures and things like that. And then when it was my turn, it was all for fun, huh? It was all for fun. And then when it was my turn, she told me, "Uh, you have a lot of ghost friends, no? And I'm like, (laughs) huh? (laughs) Huh? What do you mean? And she said, well, your aura is kind of like, well, she describes it like a, a beacon. My aura is kind of like a beacon to ghosts, apparently. Okay. So my third, she explained to me that she sees that my eye, she, she sees that I, ha- I have a third eye, but it's not completely open. And maybe it's okay. partly because I never entertained it. I guess okay. part of like uh, opening your third eye involves you believing in it and also like putting it into practice and things like that. So there. That's why I've had all those experiences when I was a child is because I actually attract the ghosts to me because of my aura. She describes it as like something that's pretty shiny to them. That's how she described it. So they go to me and apparently the dreams that they used to have, it's me talking to them. When I'm asleep, I talk to ghosts. That's what she told me. So I guess from that point on, that's when I started to become really like um, more aware or like I tried to be more aware of what I experienced. And that's when all the weirder stuff started happening. Like, more there. That's when it all started. Going back a bit, though, um, what what were some of the weird things that would have happened to you as a kid? Um, I I used to live in a really, really old house, similar to uh, our our friend, Rose. Uh, It was like our our ancestral home. Um, So... You know the feeling whenever you're walking up the stairs and you feel like someone's following you? Uh Well, when I was there growing up, I always felt someone following me around. Someone or something. And then there was this time, there was a period period of my childhood where I'd always get a dream about this old lady. You know, um, in movies, it's pretty accurate actually, like the old hags, like with the big gray hair and the, the black clothes. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. there's that one lady who's always around me mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And I thought it was just a figment of my imagination. And then the worst experience I guess I had with this lady was when uh, I woke up in the middle of the night because I couldn't breathe. 
And then apparently, when I opened my eyes, she was there choking me. Choking you? Choking me. And of course, I, I, I thrashed around. And then my mom, who was sleeping beside me at that time, woke up. And then she turned the lights on. And then she saw me like frozen to the spot and like gasping for air. But she couldn't, she didn't know what was wrong. And then... But you were, she saw that you were awake? She saw that I was awake, struggling to breathe. And then when, I don't know, suddenly the, the old lady disappeared. And then I, I went back to sleep. And then in the morning, people just dismissed it as a dream. You know what they say? Bangungot. Yeah. Binangungot ka or something like that. So, mm-hmm. but after that, I, that's probably one of the worst experiences that I had. And I used to see doppelgangers when I was a kid in that house particularly. Like, um, I would be sitting in the kitchen and I'd see my aunt or my brother walking past me. And then I'd say hello, but they wouldn't, you know, acknowledge like my greeting, whatever. And I just dismiss it and I start eating. And then Mm -hmm. from the completely different side of the room, the person that I saw walk past arrives. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, didn't you just go out? She's like, (laughs) did you just go out? And she's like, no, no, I, I came from other room what are you talking about so i i'd always see like those kinds of things but uh, just to explain that same clairvoyant friend because i i told that same story to her because she prodded me about like so what was it like growing up well, what were your experiences so i explained to her about the old house and then while i was describing it i guess she could see you know she connected with me and then she could like see through my memories or like the feel of the house and she's like oh it's because your house uh what, was your grandfather in the army or something? And I was like, oh, yeah, he was. He, he was like a, a major or something like that. She said, well, uh, they killed a lot of Japanese soldiers in your house. <laughs> in that in, in the, the house? Land. On your land where your house is built. And they b- buried a lot of soldiers there. Oh, and that's so great. I, <laughs> I know, right? And I guess that kind of like, she said somehow... I don't know if you'd believe it, but you said our house became like a portal. Uh-huh. So like it's a, a entry point for a lot of spirits in and out. That's why I would see all of those entities passing by, so, passing by because it was just in that house. Um, uh-huh. Going outside, I wouldn't really see anything. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't say that my third eye is that open, uh-huh. but, but it's just at that house where I would actually see actual things so okay that's it that's my childhood memories mostly of just like all these weird experiences seeing things people following me like that old lady just being wherever i was she was crazy scary huh the way she Mm -hmm. looked but you know it became so normal it i didn't mind her until that time she tried to like choke me (laughs) but when we left the house the, the old lady didn't follow me i guess because okay. they um ah the funny the funny update on that house was when we left the house so they demolished everything but uh, I guess like uh you know tricycle drivers uh, this person owns like a, a, a ton of tricycles bought okay. that land as like a garage okay so um we visited one time just to catch up and things like that this was like uh, more than a decade after and then they uh-huh. would say so nakakita niyo ba dati sabi namin Sino yung alin? Yung matandang babae. Yung nalaging nandor. Yung parang siya matanda, yung buhag-hag yung buhok. Ganyan. And then like, I was like, oh, oh I'm getting chills. Remembering her face. 
Oh, I know her. <laughs> oh, she's still there. Uh, so it's related to that whole vortex thing or that whole um, what they call this that entry waiting for the spirits. They're stuck there right. apparently, and they can't leave. So good luck to the bicycle drivers. I know, I know. And my brother, who's actually who, whose third eye is actually open, he can see. He said, aside from the old lady, he sees her also apparently, but like clear, much more clear than I could. That's not great for him. Oh, it's not. Apparently, there's also like a, a headless man walking around. <sighs> okay. A soldier, a back there, a Japanese, like he's wearing a Japanese soldier uniform and he's headless yeah. walking around the house. So I guess I'm luckier than he was. You could see so I, I did. Your brother could sort of see and corroborate your stories. And like, you have you, like, did you mention this to your parents at all? Hmm. Not in detail. I guess it's my, my siblings and I would talk about it ourselves, just amongst ourselves. Because like, I don't know, our parents weren't really believers, but I could see in the eyes of my mom whenever we'd mention something about the ghost, you know, that kind of like, uh, oh, I, kind of like, uh, I understand what you're talking about, but let's not go there. Kind of like, stands right. Maybe, uh, and then some of my cousins say that uh, it's a, it apparently runs in the family. But they just don't really mm-hmm. talk about it because they're devout. They're devout yeah. Catholics. They don't want to invite because uh, they believe the more you think about it, the more you invite them. It's like inviting uh-huh. the evil in, something like that. So that's what they believe. So my siblings and I would just talk about it amongst ourselves. There's this one time, or actually every year, that when we were there in that old house during uh, All Saints Day and All Souls Day, we'd all be in our separate rooms at twelve midnight, exactly twelve midnight. From twelve midnight to around. Just before 3, 3 a.m. Exactly. Every year. We'd all be messaging each other because uh, there would be knocks on our doors and we're in different rooms. And we're like, just verify. Are you at my door? Are you at my door? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Don't, don't answer your door. Don't, don't, answer. Open, just, don't open the door. Don't, don't open it. Don't open it. So, yeah. I guess it's just basically, I think it's mostly the house and the fact that it's a gateway to like another world. But, yeah. but I guess if you don't really sense things, you won't really experience all of that. But I guess if it runs in the family, then it makes it much worse for us being in that so, place and having this. Yeah, For sure. But this lady, you said that um, sometimes you see them in your dreams. So are you saying that for this lady, you wouldn't just see her in your dreams? You'd see her also while you were awake and like going around the house? I would... I would see like a, a shadow because I couldn't really see, you know, mm-hmm. unlike my brother, I didn't see anything clearly except in my dreams. And that one time when she tried to choke me, but there would yes. always be this figure with like a, you could tell like it's a shadow of hair or something mm-hmm. or like someone bent over, hunched over walking really slowly, like, a, like an old lady, like walking past me. Um, I, I just know it's her in my dream because I could associate like, ah, oh, she looks familiar. It's the same feeling. Yeah, it's the same feeling. Always all the hair at the back of my neck standing on end. Like I'd feel numb from the tips of my toes to my to my cheeks. That's when I could tell actually when there's a spirit around, my face goes numb. It starts first from my legs and it goes up like a chill, like a really slow chill. It goes up slowly and then it goes to my face. And then I couldn't feel anything anymore. Like it's like this coldness, this cold just this scary cold feeling. It's just 
on my face. That's when I know it's they're near. I couldn't tell if they're like face to face with me or something, but they're just there. That's when I know. But you definitely like remember her face and how she looks like. What? Well, well, at least from the dreams. Yeah, she. She, you know, you know how old people could sometimes get that cloudy eye, you know, that cloudy color in their eyes. Yeah, like glaucoma eyes or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she had that. It's more of like a not gray. I I couldn't. It's not. It's like a gray color. That's the color of her eyes and her nose. She's just really wrinkly, man. She's just really <laughs> old. Really, <laughs> she's old, wrinkly, and she just has this like uh, this dark coloring. Under her yeah. eyes, like here, and she's just always staring, just staring, staring at him, mouthing, saying some, saying words, but I couldn't hear them. Like mouthing words, always like talking to me like that, like trying to tell you something. Yeah, 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 something like that. But I would just ignore her. <laughs> that was when I was younger. But that was a. Probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, because I could tell, oh, she doesn't mean well. <laughs> oh, okay. I could feel that. Uh, like, um, in more recent experiences, I could sudden, I could determine if the presence is malicious or not. Okay. I, could, I can sense something there and I can tell if it means you harm or if it's just there. Because it's there, or you know, you're the one invading their space, or maybe they're just curious. But you can just tell. I, I, it's hard to explain. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like this intuition you get. Like if you're an intuitive person, sometimes you can tell if someone doesn't like you. It's kind of like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of like that. Like when, um, for example, when I was apartment hunting, that's how I would gauge if I want to stay in that apartment. I'd enter the apartment first. Mm-hmm. And get the feel and stand in the middle. And if I feel like something doesn't like me here, I would I'd leave. There's this mm-hmm. one time um I couldn't even enter the house because like this energy of malice is just like emanating from the doorway. I couldn't even enter. I just told the landlady, um, I don't like how it looks. Eh? Uh, I look now for a, <laughs> another place. So there, it's it's pretty vague. I guess my my experiences aren't as like clear or like as vivid as other people's, but it's, it's more there. like a, it's there. I, I can, I can, I guess I can say I'm like just, a, I'm just sensitive to their presence. And because yeah. I apparently I have a beacon like aura, they're always there. They're always around. Okay. So that was basically when you were a kid, but you mentioned that you um, talked to this clairvoyant about four years ago. And then since then, you've kind of started to be more, I guess, more aware or like paid a bit more attention. What what exactly do you mean by that? Or like, or what has happened since then? Um, since then, I started to like really acknowledge like the chills that I get before I would just try to dismiss them. I mean, when you're young, like my experiences growing up, um, and with the people dismissing all of these experiences as just like uh, a figment of my imagination, kind of like um, made me doubtful of what's real and what's not. But after that talk with the clairvoyant friend, I started to become more open to these experiences again and actually like 
dive deep into the experience or like really feel it and try to like gauge uh what is this that I'm feeling oh is it because I'm just nervous or something mm-hmm. um but ever since actually it's like a it's a good and a bad thing that she told me that because when I started believing again mm-hmm. that I actually had this ability or something that's when I started to notice all of these presence all the presence around me that's when actually ever since she told me that that's when ghosts started to um go home with me or like maybe they've always been going home with me it's just now you're noticing it's now that I'm noticing that I sort of like bring home souvenirs um <laughs> like yeah every time I go somewhere especially if it's uh, close to nature or in like mm. a secluded place or like a place that's really known to be like this that has a lot of history and things like that I am almost always 100% sure that I would bring someone back with me to Manila for example um, okay uh my one of the I guess one of the creepiest experiences that I had was when I visited uh, the farm of my friend in Rizal. It's like deep in Rizal, like in the forests of Rizal, things like that. Mm-hmm. So they had a farm smack in the middle. Their house was pretty modern, but that night uh, there was no like, electricity. So sure. it was really dark. And then I shared the room with everyone else. Like I had four friends with me in the same room. But mm-hmm. uh, at the the, the, the minute I arrived actually at their place, I could already sense something like, oh, is it is the air heavy for you guys? It's Is, is it kind of humid here? And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's cold. What's what's wrong with you? So I, something was like different okay. about the feeling for me. But, you know, because everyone was having fun, I set that aside. Sure. But that night, that night when everyone was asleep and I was awake in the darkness, um... You know the feeling like when you wake up at 3 a.m. and you just feel like, uh, how come I can't go back to sleep? I feel anxious. I feel worried. That kind of thing. So it started pretty early, actually, around 10 p.m. I remember because I checked my phone. Everyone was asleep, but I was sweating buckets. And I felt really scared for some reason. Mm -hmm. And so... Remember when I mentioned about the chill, the chills that I get when I know that something or someone's there? I started feeling it. Mm-hmm. And because I was more open to the experience, I like really paid attention to the chill. Yeah. So it was like, it's like a vine creeping up your limbs, going up to your face, up your neck. So I was lying there. Oh, I'm getting chills just remembering, <laughs> remembering that night. <laughs> um, I was lying there and I was... Uh, I remember not being able to breathe properly. Okay. And like, um, I know that someone or something else was there with us, but I started to get like, I started feeling panicky when I could feel it coming closer to me to the point that I knew it was beside me, whoever or whatever it was. So I faced, I I rolled to my side to face my friend who was sleeping Uh just to avoid it. And then I, there was like wind going up and down my my nape. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like someone was breathing down my neck. Yeah. So I was like, okay, okay, Catholic school girl, education, what do you do? In times like these, you pray. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> sure. okay, 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 okay. So what did the nun say about uh, warding off 
Evil, uh, yeah, you pray the Apostles' Creed. Apparently, they said that it's one of the most powerful prayers when you're trying to ward off evil spirits. So, you know, when you're a Catholic schoolgirl, you know your prayers by heart, right? But that night, I couldn't get past the first sentence. I kept repeating it. I, I start, and then my mind goes black. Like, I couldn't remember the prayer. Like, you know, the feeling like someone's blocking that memory of you trying to ward them off. So I remember yeah. like, starting to cry quietly because I can't remember the prayer. What's uh-huh. going on? And then, so I, I sat up. I shook my body. It was like, oh, okay, it's just my imagination. And then uh-huh. I go back to sleep and then I cross my, you know, when you're lying down and then you cross your legs. Yeah. While you're lying down. So it's like, okay, uh-huh. maybe I should listen to music. So I put on my earphones and started listening to music, but the feeling's still there. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so what's beside me? And there's no one beside mm-hmm. me on my other side. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly something or someone slapped my knee. Like so Your knee. My, my knee. So I was like cross leg like this. Yeah. And then I flew to my other side because someone pushed my leg. That's when I sat up. And then I woke the person beside me. It was like, oh, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. I remember. So I, I tried to like come up with an excuse to wake her up. And then I, that, was, that was really intense. Like, this, like It was like ice. Something really icy just like pushed my knee off of my uh-huh. leg. And then I remember not sleeping at all. So when dawn broke, finally what, set, what felt like forever dawn broke and then the the heaviness started to dissipate slowly mm-hmm. and then I remember just trying to go through the day as normally as I could but I was really scared I, I couldn't explain what happened yeah so um on the way back to Manila uh you uh, you know that movie right that movie that Thai movie with the with the picture. With the camera. Ah, okay. With the camera. You know, the feeling like something was not on your back. per se, but just there. So I was like mm-hmm. clinging on to me, not, not physically, but like, I don't know, like energy-wise, it's stuck to me or something. But mm-hmm. something or someone followed me home. And that night when I got home, that same feeling, the whole experience started again. So that happened for like three more nights. Like this presence just surrounding me each and every waking moment. Finally, Hassel. the clairvoyant, sobra, and I could, you know, because I couldn't even see. It was a blessing in disguise, but also I wish I could have seen what was going on. So suddenly I remembered, ah, I have the number of that clairvoyant friend, right? So I was like, close, but I was so desperate. Sure. So desperate for help. So it's like, because she told me she actually had this group that sort of like um, help people with paranormal uh, emergencies. Okay. So they do like exorcisms and things like that. You know, I, I, I didn't really sink into me, sink in that, that night she told me that story. Oh, I'm passing the yeah, it's like one of those things. And then I was like, shit, maybe I need that sort of help right now. So I messaged mm-hmm. her and she was I'm so lucky she's a kind person she's very accommodating she asked me to recount everything that happened mm-hmm. and she was like okay just give me a few moments she said okay so you went to a farm I didn't tell her where I was I just told her the feeling and things like that I didn't tell her about the farm so that's when I knew she was legit she was like okay so that <laughs> night at the farm she's like uh yeah I, that I night didn't at tell the you farm. 
Yeah. Yeah, sure. So that night at the farm, uh, there's this spirit there who's kind of, uh, he has uh, an unfinished business. He okay. died, uh, he died suddenly. He died. She didn't, uh, uh, did, she didn't give me specifics how he died, but it wasn't a good death. So uh-huh. he had a lot of malice and unfinished business. So the spirit, this man, when he saw me at the farm, I looked exactly like his sister. Okay. Apparently. So that night at the farm, when he was, when the, the spirit was all around me, it was him trying to get my attention. Like, she she told me he was going hindi mo ako kilala hindi mo ako kilala oh. uh, kapatid mo ako hindi mo ako kilala and she said he was so desperate for you to acknowledge him and see him that he broke your barrier energy barrier she explained to me like all of us have has this like barrier surrounding us like sort of a force field mm-hmm. so um, normally ghosts can't touch you mm-hmm. right physically but his intent was so strong that's when he was able to push my knee trying mm-hmm. to get my attention so she said it was so funny she was so methodical about it she was like okay first what I'm going to do is I'm going to fix your barrier and then mm-hmm. after that uh, I'll, I'll help the spirit pass on so he'll leave you alone because he's still there with you he, he's crying in a corner oh, no. because you don't recognize him he's right there she said I was like, yeah, please, please help him move on. <laughs> so this is like there. over the phone or something? Or this like- was over the phone. Yeah, this was over the phone. And throughout our conversation, that same feeling was there. But when finally she said, she came back to the phone, it was like, so uh, we did our thing. So we, he's crossing over. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what she said. And true enough, like that heaviness started to disappear. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, imagination for long, but okay, we'll find out later tonight. And true enough, it's uh, gone. He, he was gone. I couldn't sense that feeling anymore. He wasn't mm-hmm. around. So there, so that's when she said, uh, remember when I told you that you're a beacon? I was like, yeah. She said, take that seriously. She said, Ooh. maybe bring, bring salt with you whenever you come back from a trip or something um, because salt apparently wards off spirits that's why in movies uh, that there's some uh, there's some truth to that when you surround yourself with salt like a circle of mm-hmm. salt things like that mm-hmm. so that's true she said try bathing with like bath salts and things like that just to mm-hmm. cleanse yourself so to like whoever's following you find you or like to ward so that you can ward off any unwanted attention she said mm-hmm. because you know you're very attentive to them without you knowing about it like I told you you mm-hmm. talk to them in your sleep Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, okay, so all of that is real. So that's when I really started to. Mm-hmm. And then, train up after my trip in Taiwan, after my trip to the beach in um, Bolinao, mm. I'd bring back spirits with the same, you know, same experience. And I still call her, like, hey, so I have a souvenir again. <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, she's like, ah, okay, hold on. And then she, you know, she'd tell me, uh, so, Galikang Beach, you know, and you know, I don't really tell her these things. She just knows. So, that's when I know that, ah, she's the real thing, man. So, there. So, yun. Uh, I just attract a lot of these ghosts because they feel like they can talk to me. And right. I, I do talk to them when I'm asleep. That's why. 
But do you Is remember there? talking to them when you're asleep? No, but there would be times when I'd wake up really tired and have like bloody knuckles. What? Because uh, it, I think maybe I punched the, I punched walls or something and I clarified with that friend. It's like, so uh, all those times when I wake up with bloody knuckles, she said, yeah, uh, you'd get into a fight or something with one of, you know, a disagreement and you're, you know, when you're asleep, you thrash around. So sometimes I hit the wall. That's what she said. That's why you have bloody knuckles sometimes. I was like, oh, okay. So that explains a lot. So she but said, that's also kind of a hassle. I know, but when I started putting salt under my bed, I stopped having those uh, violent dreams, I guess. Violent dreams because mm-hmm. bloody knuckles. No more bloody knuckles after the salt. But you don't remember what you dream about or what you talk about or anything like that. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember anything. But I'm very chatty. I just don't remember what we talk about. <laughs> uh, I attract apparently those with it's very sixth sense okay like ghosts with um, unfinished businesses I attract that kind of ghosts because they feel like oh maybe she knows you can I'm help here, I can help you know maybe in my while I'm asleep I give them this feeling that ah, I'm not sure oh, I, I, I can help oh, you what do you mean <laughs> what What's do it? you mean and then I in the morning Exactly. And in real life, I'm like that. Because I, I, I attract also people with problems. And that's my, that's my thing. Or I attract people with problems. I listen. That's my thing. So maybe I'm like that also when I'm asleep with ghosts. So, yeah. Pero it's so, uh, not always a pleasant. It's not always pleasant. Yeah. Like, uh, there's this one. The pinaka recent. Pinaka recent was like maybe a, a few months back. I just came from Taiwan. I just came back from Taiwan. And this time, you know, the, the feeling, although it's the same chill, the same chills, the same heaviness, the same, the same mm-hmm. scary, scary experience. But this time, I was wide awake. I could feel like the life draining from me. Whoa. I, it's hard. But that's the best, the most accurate description of the experience. I felt like I'm being drained of something. My boyfriend, he was sleeping beside me at that time. He woke up because I was uh, sobbing. I was okay. like, I was like, oh, I don't know, I'm, I'm disappearing. That's what I'm, I'm gone. I'm, I'm dying. It's like, what's happening to you? What's happening? It's like, so I, he said I was so sweaty. I was trembling. And then. You're so wide said, awake. I was w- wide awake. And then. He told me, message that friend again. Oh, I'm such a user. I told him, I don't want to message her anymore. He's like, yeah, you have to do it. There's something wrong with you. And so I did. And then she said, uh, where are you Abroad. She Japan? Something like that. She Taiwan. Ah, okay. That explains the room. The room. like, the robe. I'm like, the robe. What do you mean the robe? Sabi <laughs> okay, so this spirit, I can't tell if, she said, I can't tell if it's just a ghost or not, she said, because he was wearing a mask, a robe okay. figure with a, with a mask. And he's the kind of like entity that really does uh, kind of like feed on your energy. That's why I felt, she said, that's why you're feeling like you're dying because he's actually feeding on your life force, something like that. That's how she explains it. Yeah. And she said, um, it's because the funny thing is my boyfriend I'm the beacon and that same clairvoyant friend once told us that oh it's so funny you guys are together we're like why? why? because you're the you're the beacon and you're apparently delicious she told my boyfriend 
how what do you mean? What do you so, mean? <laughs> what do you mean? So she said, your dynamic is like this. You attract the ghost, she said to me. And they stay because of him. <laughs> and I looked at okay. him, it's all your fault. <laughs> it's all your fault. Because his energy is delicious, apparently. So ghosts like to feed off on him there. So that we're, we're the best pair to bring to trips. <laughs> so yeah. And so they, um, there was that thing that was that its intention was to feed on your energy specifically and she actually said that she didn't know if it was a ghost so that means that it could have been something like ghost yeah, plus like a, plus like a ghost she, uh, she mentioned the word demon at one point but you know I was kind of like all over the place that night so yeah like yeah just get rid of him or it get him away get rid of him so yeah, they did her it took longer than it okay. took until the morning. And she actually put the phone down and then she had to call me back in the morning. She said, okay, so he's gone. She said she didn't like explain further what they did. She didn't specify if that entity crossed over or whatnot because maybe she's trying to like say, spare me the, 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 the gory you know, details. The gory details of what it was. So, so far that was like the, one of the more the, one of the more scarier one of the scariest experiences so far of bringing back souvenirs. <laughs> Sorry, I call them souvenirs now. <laughs> I mean, we gotta cope, right? Mm. So she told me, "Did you bring back anything from your trip?" I told her, "What do you mean? Did you pick up like a piece of leaf, a piece of rock? Did you visit like a sacred place and pick something up?" I'm like, I, I don't remember. I touched. I touched so many things. She's like, ah. If she didn't okay. explain further, like, should I not? Should I not touch, touch anything? <laughs> She's like, maybe uh, I didn't do it intentionally. Maybe I brought something, a piece of something back without knowing, and that piece is connected to that spirit. You know, something like that. But it's so, so hard because you know you bring pasalubo home and like souvenirs, like literal souvenirs. Exactly. Yeah, that's why it's. Yeah, and that's why my friends hate going on trips with me. Like they're always <laughs> checking it. They're always checking on me at night. So they're like, "Is it safe? Is it safe here? Or is Do it you okay feel to okay? Sleep? Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, 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 guys, it's, it's fine. We're good. We're good. We're good. Nothing scary here. Well, but you know what? My my boyfriend actually um has a, a third eye too. Mm-hmm. He does. But when he was much younger, uh, his, he was so strong. Apparently, his uh, ability was so strong that uh, they, when he was younger, he told me, they asked this albulario to go to uh-huh. their place. And she placed, I don't know what she did, but she covered up his third eye because there's uh, this malicious spirit that similar to that old lady when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But his wasn't, that spirit of his wasn't limited to the place. Oh. So that spirit literally followed him around and had the intention of like wanting to bring him back to the spirit world or something like that. Whoa. So that's why they called the Albulario because he was that that spirit really meant him harm. Uh-huh. So we verified that story with the same clairvoyant friend. She said, Ah, yeah, that explains the blanket on your forehead. We were like, What blanket on his forehead? His forehead. His forehead. She, yeah, tre- tre- uh, you can see it, of course. She said, I can't. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, she said it's like a like this square piece of cloth 
covering okay. his forehead. She said, "That's uh, I, the, that that person who did that was pretty strong. Let's not let's hope it doesn't come off, or that spirit <laughs> will find him again." That's what she said. Oh wow! So it's kind of like yeah. it hid him from yes. whatever that thing was. Yes, because she, and she said the creepy part is she said because until now she's still looking for you. She, she, whoa. It's super creepy. It was like similar to my experience when I was a kid. He thought it it would be dreams and things mm. like that. But his mother told me like he'd wake up with bruises. His experience is like more brutal. It was like a really mm. malicious entity. So he'd mm. wake up with bruises, with um, scratches and things like that. So that's why they went that far as to call like a spiritual yeah. healer, even though they didn't really believe that anything that could like help, help you know. Medical science couldn't explain what was happening. So, yeah, that's what happened. So that's why we make the perfect pair. The beacon and the the buffet. <laughs> the beacon and the buffet. Yeah. The you can put that on your wedding invitation. <laughs> the beacon and the buffet. B&B. Welcome. For a bed and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But sometimes, yeah, it gets tiring. I am really sure. But that's why it's a blessing in disguise that I can't see them. But at the same time, it's frustrating because you don't, it, it feels like you have to see something to know what you're trying to do. You're defend dealing with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's pretty it's pretty scary. In Baguio, huh? Like, uh, Baguio talaga is legitimately a scary place. Sure, yeah. Like, as everybody well mm-hmm. knows. Yep, yep. It's legit. Because yeah, there's this one time, my boyfriend and I, with my family... We uh we rented this place right in Baguio. And most of like the the houses for rent there are pretty old, right? Like, like, like log cabin, home. yeah, looking places. In the middle of, of nowhere, exactly. trees so everywhere. We rented, we rented one of those places, and my my boyfriend and I were at the attic together, mm-hmm. and we both couldn't sleep. So uh you know I didn't want to wake him up, and the same thing he didn't want to bother me, but apparently the same thing was bothering us until we like faced each other and hugged each other. We're like. So you feel him too? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's right. He's right here. He's like, he's, he, uh, his feeling was like more intense than mine because he, he was more specific. He was like, he could, he's right behind the, he's right behind me. He said, great. So let's just, so let's just stop and then trying to ignore him. Maybe he'll go away. But, you know, it didn't follow us back. We had salt with us. Mm-hmm. We had salt with us. So maybe that helped. But, in Baguio talaga. We, we both verified with each other the experience. We're like, oh, it's like walking in a group all the time. That's that's what it feels like when we're in Baguio. It's like, oh, it might be just the two of us, but it feels like there's like 10 of us right now walking. Mm. And that's how it feels. And just everywhere yeah. you went. Mm. Everywhere we went. Uh, they'd follow me. They'd stay because of him. So it's like one big barcada. <laughs> it's a summer hassle. Like I know but, we're laughing about it now, but it does sound like such a hassle. Like I don't people should like it sounds it sounds like it can get really tiring at some points. Like, it, oh, this again. It it gets tiring. It really does. But again, I stand by the salt. I always carry like a small sachet of salt with me. And I think uh-huh. it has helped. It's only those times that I don't bring it with me or you know, when you're at the beach and things like that, sure. when you're in a trip. Uh, you don't like have maybe the seawater will be enough salt. No, but no. Sometimes it's really not. <laughs> but yeah, but it's tiring. It gets tiring. 
it's fine. But luckily, because usually when you're in newer places, what I mm. discovered is when you're in newer places, uh, there there are less spirits or less entities around. Because mm-hmm. I guess like these um, sort of spirits are more they're kind of grounded or like connected to a place that has that has history. So so like older places. That's where that's where they really congregate. So like in newer mm-hmm. places like condos and things like that, mm-hmm. unless like uh, someone dies there, someone mm-hmm. dies in malice, mm-hmm. you know, that's the only time you'll feel something in a new place. But luckily in new places, you don't feel, you don't feel them around. So the, the little sachet of salt that you have, is it like any particular type of salt or is it just like literally salt from the supermarket? Uh-huh. It has to be rock salt. Rock salt. It has to be rock salt. I don't know why, but... The clairvoyant friend specifically told me it has to be rock salt. I, my bad. I should have actually clarified why it has to be rock salt. But maybe it's purer than the iodized version. I don't know. <laughs> it could be that. Because less, less processing. Siguro. Less MSG. <laughs> exactly. So it has to be, <laughs> I guess, the purer version of salt as much as possible. So salt. But yeah. And also... Well, that's really interesting. Because um, I've had a guest on the show before and she actually mentioned that the best type of salt is the pink Himalayan rock salt. Yes, that's true. That's true. It's the and most effective like, one. Something like how um, if it fades in color, you know it's been used and you have to like change it or something mm. like that. Yeah, the, that's when you know um, you use up the properties of the salt. Mm. So when it started... It, when it starts to um, become white or transparent. So yeah, that's why, I guess that's what makes Himalayan. I guess I'm not an expert on it. Someone just told me also about it, but my, my gauge on the effectiveness of um, the Himalayan rock salt is because it has a color. Uh-huh. It's easier for you to tell if, it's if you're using it up. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a more, it's more visual for you. So you're more aware of like how much you're, how much of it you're using up. Right. So, you know, if it's still effective, so, you know, when to replace it, makes you safer. It has I feel its, like I want to give you, I feel like I want to give you one of those, lamp. like, salt lamps. Just to, it like, works. It works people really think, the same way. People think that it's fake, but I used to think it's fake also. There are a lot of fake stuff, but you can actually legitimately buy, like, a, a real salt lamp because there's some of our plastic, lang, eh? you know, people that yeah. sell those stuff. But if you actually buy the real salt lamp, we have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's effective if it shrinks, mm-hmm. if the size of the lamp shrinks. So when we got ours for the first time, it was about this big. It's like bigger than my face. Now it's mm-hmm. like about as big as my mouth. Seriously? Are you serious? It's in our, that may, that's why it's in our room. So it kind of like protects us, I guess, on top of the salt underneath our bed. So how long did it take to shrink from that size that's to like? Uh, probably a year. A okay. year. So yeah, it took a, it, that's a lot of salt. <laughs> that is a lot. That's a lot of salt. <laughs> that's a lot of salt. So that's why and we're like, shocked. where did we buy this thing again? We couldn't even remember where we bought it. So I was like, we really need to buy a replacement soon because we're, we're running out of, running out of powers here. Wow. I mean, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Mela. Um, thank you for being so open with your stories. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it helps someone out there who, you know, maybe 
was thinking twice about buying that fancy, salt expensive lamp. looking uh, salt lamp. It worked, yes, you guys. It works, this is not guys. a paid advertisement. <laughs> you find the real one, it works. Don't get the plastic <laughs> ones. <laughs> I actually, it's, inter- it's it's a good thing you you have this um, podcast because you know a lot of people just dismiss all of these experiences as something like they dismiss yeah. it because you know people there they'll always be skeptical about these experiences. So it helps to know that you're not alone. Right. Yeah, and not a I'm lot sure, of people like, are blessed with clairvoyant friends like me. So lucky. Yeah, you're I really know. lucky. Eh? Like so you, you lucky. kind of like have someone to just like call in an emergency, you know? Exactly. And after I, I, I stopped calling her for a while because she's uh she requested me not to. She said because she was pregnant. Right. She said uh she said I am trying I have to uh protect my baby for a while. She said so I can't help you until I give birth. She said. Fair enough. Fair enough understandable but in the long, all that salt helped so so far i didn't need her help much yeah. that's so kind of her though very kind one of the best people really one of the best people and like i'm assuming she never asked you to like pay her or like no not at all never never asked i think it's like her it's like her vocation i guess to help out people because you know you really can't get help for these kinds of things and if you know you can help things that's where yeah. she's coming from. So there are many different ways to do public service, you guys. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly, public service. <laughs> so thank you so much again, Mela. Thank um, you. Have a good night. And this has been Grimcast Manila with your host, Antoinette. You can find more episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and basically anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Manila. Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro and is produced, recorded, and distributed by Big Baby Studios. Find out more about the other shows on Big Baby at itsabigbaby.com or facebook.com slash bigbabystudios. Have a good night, everyone. Bye.